This is 2021. This is the Betfred Super League. Be ready. Hello again, everyone. Welcome along to this latest Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast sponsored by Betfred. And so here we are. We're at the business end of the season. Playoff time has arrived. And Steve-O, look at the Super League table. 20 games for Hulkingston Rovers, 24 for Wakefield, Huddersfield and Leeds. What a relief that we are finally at this stage. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, uh, quite frankly, there's been quite a few dull games. Um, as we mentioned only last week a, a lot of five drives and kick but I think that uh, the pressure of wanting to get into the playoffs uh, has produced a, a higher standard shall we say, so I'm pleased about that Yeah, delighted that we're at the playoffs, they're always exciting I mean no matter what's gone before, they're, they're always exciting and let's look at the fixtures, um, well we've got Wigan against Leeds on Thursday Warrington against Hull KR on Friday and then the week after, uh, Catalan and Saints, they get this week off. Uh, they come into into the fray. So I just wonder, you, you, you tipped last week that uh, Leeds wouldn't make it, but there they are, they're at Wigan for a, a headline-grabbing match on Thursday. Yeah, and full credit to them, uh, mainly due to the fact that uh, they've, they've got quite a few of their top players back. And I think they're, they're in with a, a pretty good chance because... Uh, Leeds actually beat Wigan on their own ground early this season. So they will have no fear whatsoever. But Wigan seem to be getting into the swing of things. Uh, so impressed with this young McDonnell, only a 21-year-old. But um, he's certainly a player for the future, that is for sure. But uh, they must have been relieved, both Leeds and Oakington Rovers, because what a poor performance in the first first half. Castleford versus Warrington I was watching that Eddie and the look on Powell's face just said it all it probably was one of the worst Castleford performances that I've seen alright they came back in the second half showed a little bit of spirit but uh, to say it was a send off for a man that's been so influential at Castleford disappointing oh very much so I mean not the way that they, they wanted to bow out for Daryl Powell, for Oliver Holmes, Peter Matautia, Grant Millington, Jesse Selena-Feo, and poor old Michael Shenton. I mean, blimey. You know, defeated, dislocated shoulder, and, and despair, really, for Shenton after a fantastic career. Yeah, not the best way to go out, is it? But um, at, at least he has shown that he's a quality player. Uh, he's been very, very good for, for, for Castleford. A good, a good leader as well and I was pleased at the way that Powell praised him for his leadership in the team and I was also pleased that at least 
they started to fight back into that second half. But by half time, it was all over. Simple as that. But having said that, uh, Warrington probably played the best football I've seen from them this year in that first 40 minutes. Yeah, they were brilliant, weren't they? Um, we'll look at Warrington in a sec. Uh, eight, people call it glorious years for Daryl Powell, and it was. He's given us some fantastic memories. But in terms of silverware, just the one league leaders shield and three finals no, but no trophies to show what do you think Daryl's legacy will be down at Weldon Road well I think that when he went there in the first place that uh, Castleford was on a downer simple as that and they had to have someone that could lift the spirits but not only that perhaps lift their fitness levels make them believe that they can be a top side and as you say, only uh, a league leader's trophy to show in the silverware department. But is a, is a fine coach. And it, it's not just a coincidence that Warrington were quite happy to sign him up for next season. Um, but as I say, the way that Jake Mamo is playing as well, at least that was the bright spark for any Castleford supporter and say, well, he will be playing for us next year. He's a talented player. He is. He's a live wire, isn't he? He's a bundle of fun, is Jake Mamo. Uh, and, 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 and isn't it great, Eddie, to, to listen to his interview? Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, <laughs> you just ask him a question and he goes off. He goes off on a tangent. He's away with the wind. He's smiling. He's, he's, he's wonderful television. We were talking about Warrington. Uh, they really were impressive in that first half, you're right. Matty Ashton, the hat-trick. He's now got a new three-year deal. Then the fight back. Warrington conceded four tries in 10 minutes, which is going to be a bit of a concern for Stephen Price. But I think the biggest concern is the fact that Mike Cooper is going to miss this semi-final. He's been suspended. Yeah, he's uh, it's, it's a fine leader as well. But I think they've got enough in the uh, in the tank uh, to be able to uh, turn over the, the Rovers. Uh, all they've got to do, Warrington, is look at that first 40 minutes against Castleford and if anything you need to boost yourself and your so we say you know we want to win it was marvelous the way they did it it's the best i've seen from from a warrington side for many many years in that first 40 minutes yeah stephen price has said his players are in a good place moving into the the final series so you never know it could be their year now matt parcel matt parcel tore up pectoral muscle in the match he will be if he doesn't make it and the the theory is it's a season ending injury he will be a massive miss for Hull Kingston Rovers yeah it's look if you lose any key player it's it's very difficult for the team itself but the coach I'm sure will be able to put something into that position I have been impressed with their attacking play the Rovers this year but when it comes to a sudden death situation you don't want to be playing out wide, taking too many risks. And I think that Smith will have them fired up in the defence. Uh, Warrington have to look for probably the same sort of thing because they, they'll try to bombard Hulkingston Rovers. They'll try to open up a lead like they did against Castleford because they have their ability to do that. Uh, Hulkingston Rovers have the ability to shut them down. It'll be a fascinating game. It will, but with all due respect to the Wolves and the Robins, I think the headline act this week is Wigan against Leeds on Thursday. It's a it's a fantastic fixture. It always is when there's only just two points resting on the line. This is 
this is do or die for them now. Um, uh, you know, Leeds have got some of those big names coming back. You mentioned them earlier on. I mean, Conrad Horrell, Oledsky, Zane Tetevano. Uh, and they've done it before from fifth, Stevo, haven't they? We remember it so well. <laughs> yeah. They certainly have. And uh, look, it, it it's funny because Leeds and Wigan throughout the season, even though they finished in a high position, um, they struggled at some point mainly due to the fact that uh, a lack of confidence on both sides, uh, an injury sort of problem that they had, and both sides have had that this year. Uh, it's one that I really can't sort of say who's going to win. Um, but Leeds will perhaps be confident because they beat Wigan at Wigan earlier in the season. And I think that's a, a great lift for the Rhinos. Very much so, yeah. 14 nil it was at the DW Stadium earlier this year. Uh, does that matter, seriously? I mean, I know, you know, Richard Agar might say, look, lads, we've done this once before on this ground. Let's do it again. But the fact that, it, that they won 14 nil earlier on, this is the time when the chips are down. Uh, well, look, if you know that you've gone... <laughs> and An away win is a huge bonus, especially for the confidence of all the players. If they can say, well, we've done it before. Uh, why why can't we do it again? And look, Agard is a pretty pretty fine coach. He'll he'll know exactly what they want to do. And and again, when it comes to the crunch games, you've got to have your defence at one hundred percent. Simple as that. Because it will come down to a missed tackle, someone who's gone offside early, gone out of the straight line of defence, just leave the gap, and that's all that's needed. And that's what could win you the game. And if you miss the tackle that's what could lose you the game so this is going to be another tight one I mean uh, these two games Warrington all care Wigan Leeds they will be superb now don't expect what I think a lot of fans enjoy obviously open wide football this is going to be a tough encounter both of them it is and I think I think for Leeds Robert Louis um, holds the key everyone was pointing the finger at him last weekend Louis was was outstanding wasn't he and, and that'll yeah. be a real battle in the halves yeah well he's a pivot he's a man that, that they all sort of hang around he's a man that leads them in regards to their attacking ploy um, a lot of people think that uh, he's not fast enough to be in that position but he's a wily old character and he knows exactly how to do it but his main uh, main ability is to be able to control the the attacking he knows where to bring people in come inside come out wide when it, when he con takes control then that means that Leeds could win and we're going to go into it high on confidence because they beat the league leaders they beat Catalan 12-8 uh, last weekend um, I, I didn't I, it was but I, I, I don't read too much into that because uh, there, was a, there was a few shall we say missing in the Catalan side I think they had uh, two youngsters that came in, I think they were making their debut. So, I think Catalan would just sort of let, look. We know we, we know we're in a strong position. Uh, yes, we've lost, uh, but they lost before. I think they've got their mind only on one thing: making it to the grand final. And they can make it. I know. I, I keep saying it, uh, but I also keep saying that they won't beat Saints in yeah, the you final. Do. You, you, yeah, you've said that regularly throughout the course of of this season Sam Tompkins came off with a knee injury he signalled to the bench straight away 
Um, it could be a major blow for them if Tompkins doesn't make the, the semi-final. He's got two weeks, though, to get fit, hasn't he? Yeah, and that's the advantage. Um, without Tompkins, um, I really don't think that they, they could progress to the grand final, Eddie. I, I think he's had a, a tremendous season. Uh, and he'll be disappointed that the, the World Cup was uh, postponed because the season he's had, he would have been the first player selected in that England squad because he, he's been outstanding this year. And I, I just hope that he, he can continue on because uh, as the years go by, Eddie, uh, you get a little bit slower. I just hope that he's still there and he's still so prominent that he can play for England because he's an advantage. He's a type of player, we've seen it for years and years, he can turn a game all on his own. And when you're in that situation, uh, especially when if he plays for England, and I hope he does, uh, we would have an opportunity to maybe win the World Cup. It's a big statement against uh, the, you know, the juggernauts, Australia and New Zealand, but uh, we do have to have Tompkins in that squad to have any chance at all. And he might be going into 2022 as the 2021 Man of Steel because he's being tipped widely to to pick up that award again. And we're going to be able to watch whoever wins the uh, big awards at the end of the season because Sky are broadcasting the uh, the ceremony on the Monday of Grand Final week, which is which is great to see, great to hear. Oh, it is, and uh, and I'm pleased that we will be able to watch it because uh, I can assure you, Eddie, you and I wouldn't have got an invite. <laughs> no, you're probably right. They're probably right there. Yeah. Hey, Keep listen, those listen, two out. <laughs> listen, but those those two so and sos, they don't deserve to go there. Give, give the tickets to someone who deserves it. Yeah, Fair but I, on on a on a correct note, um, yeah, it is good that it's been televised. It's an important evening for uh, for the players and the coaches, etc. But more importantly, it's important for the game. You know, we have to spread it out as wide as we can and television coverage of anything. Like, look at the wheelchair situation, you know, the final. That, and, I mean, that that was wonderful. And, and you know, congratulations uh, for, for the Leeds Rhinos for winning it. Yeah, three in a row. A hat-trick of, of wins yeah. for them. Brilliant. And James Simpson was the guest in the studio. I'm so impressed with this young man. Yeah. the Leeds captain I mean fantastic fantastic guy yeah well it's and to me it was it was man of the match but uh, boy it's rough isn't it oh isn't it just <laughs> they don't take any prisoners do they no blimey oh, honestly me. brave oh, lads well look, everyone yeah. who plays this game from from a, 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 in every sphere wheelchair women's men's brave brave people to take the field no question about that uh, well Eddie you're right because I can assure you I was not born looking like this it's a, it is a tough tough game people when they meet me they say hey did you ever play I said you having a laugh did I ever play you did <laughs> look at the state you of Steve-o you played once I know never again you near killed me you near killed me <laughs> look Catalan then with their feet up this week so too uh, St Helens Salford beat them on Friday Eight relatively unknown names in the St. Helens side. Three debutants. Significantly, no, uh, Johnny Lomax returned. Uh, we don't read anything into this, do we? Into this defeat? No. None whatsoever. 
I mean, I'm taking nothing away from uh, from Salford. Um, they they played well, but as you say, um, the mind over matter sort of situation, bringing the young kids, uh, which I think it's great to see, because they knew that, that they had the opportunity to, to have a fortnight break. Mm. And they knew that it didn't matter in the position in the league table. Uh, I thought it was a smart move by the coach. Yeah, they're wrapped in cotton wool. They're ready for their semi-final uh, next week. OK, look, uh, our um, esteemed sponsors, Betfred, have issued the odds for the grand final win. St. Helens, unsurprisingly, 11-10 to 10 on. Odds on favourites. Catalan, 3-1. to 1. Warrington, 7-2. to 2. Wigan, 10-1. to 1. Leeds, 20-1. to 1. And Hull KR, the rank outsiders, are 25-1. to 1. I mentioned earlier, Leeds have done it from fifth in the past. Yep. I might have a fiver on Leeds at 20-1. to 1. Ooh, slow down, Eddie. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never known you have a bet. No, well, I, I might, I might change the habit of a lifetime. I mean, they're good odds for Leeds, twenty to one, are, bearing yeah, in mind yeah. their history. Yeah, uh, they are very, very good. But uh, as I say, maybe Betfred could just squeeze even money for St. Helens. I think they'd get a rush on there, and I think that's why they've they've got a mods on at the moment. Yeah, they'd lose a, they'd lose a fortune if they put that Saints at evens or anything like two to one. They really would. Well, there'll be some there'll be some smart punters out there just hoping, perhaps, maybe if the you know if <laughs> if Saint Helens sort of just scrape into the grand final, maybe if they win by thirty or forty points, I mean it might even be a a further extension of odds on. Maybe. Well, look, what do you fancy? Do you fancy eleven quid to win a tenner on Saints? I tell you, I, I'm not a gambling. I'm not a gambling man, Eddie. I noticed I, a pregnant pause there. I noticed. Well, the well, there was, well, there was. It took me a while to work out. <laughs> Fork out eleven to win ten. Yeah, yeah. It's it's difficult, but uh, look, I will not be persuaded against St. Helens winning this year's trophy. Okay. Uh, on the night, the 9th of October, uh, Kevin Brown is going to walk the Super League trophy out onto the pitch at Old Trafford. He represents all the retiring players who have given so much in their careers. I mean, good on him. Good on him for that. It'd be a lovely moment for Kev. Not only that, he's a good bloke. You know, with, with, there's often been players in the past who have been, you know, difficult to, to interview. They don't really want to know. It, it's as though that uh, they're a little bit above having to do interviews. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of players out there that recognize that. But Kevin Brown, to me, has gone through a wonderful career. Uh, I can remember giving him a, <laughs> giving him a watch for the yeah. because he, he failed to get the man of the match on his debut for Wigan. He's been he's been a, a, an absolute oh, dream as far as I'm concerned. A wonderful player, lovely step, but his attitude to the game and uh, I, I like it when they have him on Sky. I think he, he digs deep into rugby league. He knows what it's all about, and I think the uh, I think they've done the right thing because uh, when you retire, sometimes. You get a little bit sad, and other times you think, "What am I going to do with my life?" And uh, for him to represent all those players who are going to retire at the end of this year, um, uh, he know he will know the responsibility that it's all about. And and I'm really really pleased that the the trophy will be will be with him on that day. 
Yeah, it'd be a lovely moment for Kevin. Um, let's look at the championship, Steve-O, uh, because the wagons are still circling against Toulouse. Uh, last week, we mentioned Lee Chief Executive uh, Chief uh, Derek Beaumont's misgivings. Featherstone's Martin Vickers has said that he's been asked about the location of the championship finals series, saying it doesn't seem fair that a team playing so few games in a season are giving the added advantage of a potential home finals series, which Toulouse have got. They win the semi-final, they then play the million-pound game on their own midden as well. Is it fair? It's very difficult to decide which way you want to look at it. Uh, but it didn't surprise me. But why did they come up with it now? Mm. Why didn't they sort of say, as soon as it was announced, uh, get, on the, uh, get on your high horse and then sort it out? But it was a few days after that they knew that it was going to be down in France. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, have, have these people just rung each other up and said, look, let's just stir things up against the, <laughs> against the French. They're just frightened. And I, I, I think that they're, that they're just jealous that it's been made that way. But we have to have an organization that's got to make the decisions. And the sooner that we just accept that, the better we'll be. We keep saying about the uh, Super League and the RFL have got to get together. Well, there's a committee soon, as we mentioned last week, to sort things out. And the sooner we do sort that out, the better. But let's just stop complaining. Let's just say, look, we don't care where we play this final. You can put it on the moon if you want. Yeah. Uh, we're, conf we're confident of winning it. Instead of just harping on about, you know, it's unfair, it's this, that, and other. Uh, look, it was a difficult season. It had to be, it had to be done by percentage, and it looks con uh, confusing when you look at the league table. You think, well, hang on, they've 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 won more, but, and and it's it's difficult. But it had, someone had to make the decision, and to complain at this late in the day, it irritates me. I keep saying I, it. We've, we've got to get together. We've got everybody's got to be pulling in the same direction. A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. The, the 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 fact of the matter is, if I could just be devil's advocate for a moment, Toulouse haven't played a home game all year. Part-time teams have not been allowed to travel because of the quarantine restrictions because of COVID-19. Featherstone claim that they have asked twice to rearrange their game in Toulouse. But that request has always been turned down. Um, I can see why Derek Beaumont thinks there might be a legal challenge because, you know, should they get promoted on the back of 13, 14 games and then a home semi-final series? I can see all that, but I think you're right. I think you're right. The game has got to somehow come together, form a united bond and move forward. Well, you're spot on. Uh, look... <laughs> Everybody wants to be selfish. Everyone at this point in time wants to pull as much strings out of the out of the, out of the the hoop and say, you know, if we can get an advantage, I understand that. But we're in a pandemic. Mm. You know, the, the, Toulouse didn't say that, but the the other people are, are suggesting that. They, did they not answer the phone? I've heard so many rumours that, you know, that the clubs have been ringing to lose to organise a, a match, rearrange it. 
and they're saying they're not answering the phone. And it's really not to lose his call, is it? I mean, if you can't, if part-time players, not what do they call them, elite athletes, if elite athletes can go, but part-time players can't go, that's that's a, a bigger call than to lose is, surely. Yeah, of course it is. It's a fact. Look, look, someone had to do something. Someone in the government said you can't do it. Simple as that. So it's not to lose's fault. It's a fact that we've gone through this pandemic. We've had to change a lot of things. We've had to go into lockdown. Yes, I understand that. But the self-interest that we have from certain clubs, you know, we want to look towards the future. Let's let's all bond together. Let's get on get on the same level. We, Indeed. We're pulling we're pulling in one way, and yet all of a sudden someone's pulling against it. Well, you mentioned I, the it, politics of, of the business. Oh. Um, I'm I'm going to raise politics now because. Uh, Sir Lindsay Hoyle, the Speaker of the House of Commons, uh, great friend of ours. Great man. Great man. Yeah, great guy. Well, he he hosted um, in Chorley uh, a conference of world leaders uh, last week at uh, Astley Hall for all the G7 speakers. They all turned up. And he presented, he said he was going to do this anyway on telly, he presented all of them with a Warrington Wolves jersey. So Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, is going to go back to Washington and she's got a jersey with her name on the back and number seven. How's that? Well done, Lindsay. My word. Talk about pulling the world at a, a difficult time together. And that's the sort of thing that yeah, should be going on more. Yeah, and, and and I like his attitude as well because uh, he loves rugby league. It's, it's, it, it runs through his veins and, and, and through his father's brain, veins as well. So. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see, and and I, I like these sort of things that you know to to give part of our game a lovely shirt. Imagine with your name on on the back. I mean, that's fantastic. We it never had, had that, did we, Eddie? I've got dozens. I've got dozens. <laughs> what with your name on the back? Yeah, name on the back, and all signed. <laughs> they, they all sent me off with a great a bit of a plum. Yeah, well I well I got a t-shirt and it wasn't yeah, signed. Yeah. <laughs> Does that surprise me? No, no, no it no. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay, look, that's the, that's the game in the UK uh, sorted out. Um, let's look down under. Um, massive win for Manly and a hard-stopping victory for your old boys Penrith uh, against Parramatta in the NRL final series. Two, I mean, Manly, brilliant. Trebojevic, unbelievable. But what a gritty performance from Penrith. Uh, yes, it had to be as well, though there's a lot of controversy about that particular game, uh, mainly due to the fact that um, with about seven or eight minutes remaining, and it looked as though the Eels were in a good position, because Penrith were down to 12 men, and uh, the Penrith Panthers hooker, Mitch Kenny, he fell to the turf in back play, and Pete, Pete, Pete Green, who was the, uh, the, um, the physio, ran on to attend it and then got into Ashley Klein to say stop the game now they can't stop the game unless it's a serious problem and uh, maybe an ankle injury is not what I would call a serious problem and the Eels are bitter about the fact that they were in attack but the game had to be stopped and therefore they claiming that they lost the momentum and the the NRL 
are having a look into it because this is not the first time that uh, Pete Green has actually ran onto a football field and then stopped, claimed to the referee to stop the game. So there's an investigation going on. It won't matter. Penrith are through. The Parramatta Eels will be classified as losers. But this is the sort of thing that really irritates the fans in regards to the fact that, you know, our Penrith Panthers, they've done it about three or four times this season. So this is not a one-off. So it'll be interesting to see how, how it comes out. And then, of course, we've got the saga of Michael Maguire at the, at the West Tigers. Now, yesterday, there was supposed to be a meeting where they had, were going to decide whether Maguire would stay as a coach or not. And at the very last minute, they cancelled the meeting. So it's up in the air as well. A lot of people are suggesting that Tim Sheens, who obviously has, has been... Um, anointed the rugby league shall we say look after the the business side of things um, a lot of people think that they want Tim Sheens to start coaching again now remember he, he, he has been successful they won the premiership under Tim Sheens did uh, the West Tigers uh, but poor old Michael Maguire well I say poor Eddie uh, Maguire has got a pretty strong two year contract and I think maybe that the officials at West Tigers are saying, well, we may have to pay him well over a million dollars um, to get sacked. Wow. It's not, not bad, a bad, it? it's, it's not a bad leaving present, is it? No, it's like, it sounds like a Premier League football manager when the Premier League tries to get rid of anybody. You know, they have to yep. pay up the contract and it's millions and millions of pounds. So all the drama at West then, that continues on. Um, oh, on the field, I'm, yeah. who's who's going to get there? Uh, Souths against Manly and Melbourne Penrith, a repeat of last year's grand final for a place in this year's grand final. Who, who's going? Well, Manly are buoyant. And why shouldn't they be? You know, a 42-6 over, over East. That was a mighty, mighty game. Um, if Souths allow Tommy Turbo, Trevojevic, to run the game then they're going to be in trouble. But South Sydney have got one of the best defensive sides of the of this competition, and they would have to start favourites, without a doubt. Uh, Penrith, they have a few problems injury-wise. Melbourne don't. And I think they are odds-on favourites to not only beat Penrith, but to go and retain the trophy that they won last year against the Penrith Panthers. It's going to be very, very difficult. Those two games, Friday and Saturday of this week. So for you, Steve-O, your grand final is Souths against Melbourne. OK. Yeah. Get your wallet out, fellas and ladies <laughs> and youngsters. No, they're not allowed to gamble. <laughs> they're not allowed to. They're not allowed, not allowed to, to, to gamble, yeah. Um, <laughs> OK. And if you've any sense, take no notice of my tips whatsoever. Oh, well, that, that, that goes without saying. Look, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just walking to my cupboard. Hang on a moment. I'll I'm just going to count how many jerseys the Super League clubs gave me on my retirement nearly three years ago. One, two, three. How many of you got to say? You've got a T-shirt. Four. I've got five. a T-shirt. And, and, oh. but, 
but I wasn't presented with a T-shirt. I actually pinched it. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> oh, listen, when I, I, listen, when I, when I retired, Eddie, and as you, as you well know, uh, all the clubs just had a big sigh of relief and said, we got rid of that bald so-and-so. Yeah, the, bunting, <laughs> the bunting went up. And look now, you're back. Uh, you're back and yeah, causing more yeah. trouble on our podcast. Good hey, listen, listen, I, I, I hope people don't think that uh, I, I, I sort of irritate people. No, not at all. <laughs> you don't irritate people for fun. You irritate people for irritating self. And you'll do exactly the same next week when we'll be looking forward to the the semi-finals in the Super League. Okay, great to talk as always. Yeah, lovely to talk to you as well, top man. You See keep you, you keep you keep healthy and keep dying the air. <laughs> I'll do exactly that. Don't worry.